Welcome to Together We Rise, the podcast. I'm Maxime, your host. This is the intersection between personal story, health, spirituality, change, and consciousness. Because I believe these are the things that will allow us to walk the bridge from the old to the new. We are living in the times prophecies have spoken. Today's guest is the beautiful Tiani Vidla. And in her own words, for the last 20 years, she has been wildly, consciously, and fiercely curating, creating, and mastering her own world. Astrology is her cosmic language, and with many, many tools in her toolkit, she believes self-awareness, self-sovereignty, and authenticity are the pillars of self-mastery. She leans into life and every facet of its messiness and glory. Her medicine is her, nothing more, nothing less. I'm so looking forward to sharing this conversation with you and having her on as a guest. So without further ado, let's welcome her on. So today's guest, as you've already heard, is the beautiful Tiani. And there is always a question that I start off with whenever we open up a new episode. And that is, what is your medicine for the world in your own way? I've always just been who I am. So it's like I am my medicine. <laughs> like I become the medicine for everything. So it doesn't even like matter what it is. It's like I could be reading off a cornflake box or I could be, you know, channeling astrology or crystals or, you know, it's just like me because I've never been able to hide or hinder or be anything other than I am. And I do understand that that is what so many people uh, sort of like that becomes their goal of sort of the dismantling and you know not that of course we dismantle our own things but just that all just just the, just being who you are so mm. just me That's, I think I am my own magnum opus right I I love that I love that so much and you know it's one of the things that I've always felt with you um before we jumped in or like started recording I said to you I had a reading with you like at least three years back now and that was the thing that I felt after we finished up. I was like, she was a breath of fresh air just because you are who you are. Like it wasn't like, I don't know. And, and I guess I don't know, like why is it all of a sudden I can just feel it flooding in. It's like, you know, with this world of new age spirituality and all of this sort of thing, it's like there's so many personas. And mm. I find that so refreshing with you that that's not it. It's just, as you say, like you are who you are. You come in all guns blazing and other times it's like super calming and grounding and other times you're like, in, I feel like the force of the hurricane and I'm like, I love this because you, it, it is, but it's human as well. Um, yeah. And yeah. I guess like for you, for people that might not be super familiar with you, could we just touch on a little bit of your work before we open up uh, a deeper conversation around astrology and the different kinds of uh, modalities you weave into the work that you do because I also feel that's really quite unique to you but mm. yeah for people that might not be super familiar like what is your playground in terms of the astrology space like where do you see yourself most in your element when you're kind of working with that mm. I mean really you know business astrology and even that beautiful question that you posed to begin with is nice because I'm sure that most of the answers have some sort of label or there's some sort of I am this and, and then it becomes outside of themselves. And so I just got to like deeply steep in that and just go, it always has been me. And, you know, I've been trained in journey work with Brandon Bays in my 20s, you know, met Eckhart, Louise Hay, Wayne Dyer, like all the name drop things and not from ego, but just because that's where I was in my 20s. And even still to become a journey practitioner I never finished it because I'm like, I'm not here to do anyone else's work. And whilst I respect and have reverence for elders, crones, teachers, the people that open this up to me, the embodiment for me is to just make it my own, which is exactly what you sort of said there, you know, because astrology, you know, everything that I do is just an extension of my daily life, you know, like when I'm not slothing watching Steinfeld or Criminal Minds or whatever, like on repeat, um, <laughs> you know, like, like it's it's ritual it's magic it's you know it's it's mm. this is this is who I've always been so it's mm. sort of not a it's not a like I do this it's just like I am this mm. and so astrology just is the language you know astrology is then just the the medium that 
you know, it, it works for me. It's what I have been speaking since I was a child. So it's just what is natural for me, I suppose. And, um, yeah, I think that that's just, you know, that's what still keeps me passionate and excited and I still get super pumped, you know, hanging on to my crystals and not, and I don't need them. And like, that's the cool thing is that sometimes they're all there and I'm on it. And then like, I haven't worn this beautiful big chrysocolla piece for like, I've worn it like twice in my life and I bought yeah. it and it's like, you know, an epic piece from the creator. Like she did something for like Frankie and that show on Netflix, Frankie and someone. Anyway. Um, so Frankie I bought it off. Grace? Yes. Yeah. So yeah. they've got her yeah. pieces. So I bought one of her pieces. I didn't know that because I don't watch it, but yeah. I, I found that out and I was like, oh, you know, like, Sometimes you are like just basking in the sage smoke and you, you know, you're wanting all of that. And then, but really when you strip it all back, it's just you. Mm. So I think that, you know, you know, this has just been my journey forever and astrology is my language. And I have this like secret kink that I just want everyone to know their own charts and everyone mm. to be fully engaged with with the universe and the planets and to understand what's going on, not just for them and their own beautiful, you know, unique blessings and uh, <laughs> brutality within our own chart, but also <laughs> what's coming up. But yeah, you know, it's always been, you know, just, just that's just been my expression, I suppose. Mm. Yeah. And it's, you know, now that you've kind of already like woven astrology in there, I feel like it's something that, and I know for myself personally, like it's only probably been the last four years that I've really had a bit of a deeper understanding. And since coming across your work, probably like being the thing that shifted it, but like the mainstream astrology versus the astrology that you're talking about. Can you elaborate a little bit like on, you know, just because it's like, let's say you've got your dominant kind of like the way that they do their, what do you call it? their monthly readings or whatever it's like you're going off a particular part of your chart to kind of tell you okay that's your dominant sign but when you're talking astrology right it's a framework can you speak a little bit to like what astrology actually is like in terms of the chart when people are looking at that and you know they might only be familiar with the the one that I was talking about mainstream it's like you're reading your your like horoscope for the month and it's like oh that sounds so wishy-washy like mm. what is the kind of the deeper side to that in terms of like moon sun rising why is it important to to explore your chart and have an understanding of that and how does that actually potentially help us in living life as a human mm -hmm. you know because you know astrology itself is just as intricate as we are you know it's this it's it's within us all because you know as above so below like that is astrology mm -hmm. astrology is the study of celestial magic but it can also you know but we're also on the earth so it's very 3d and um and very literal and you know i i had a session yesterday and i was sort of revealing some things and they weren't like oh the alien's going to come and touch your third eye and all of a sudden you're an enlightened bitch you know like it's <laughs> like actually what you need to do is get structured and have routine because that will enlighten you so this is this is the thing with really understanding you know, it's so funny that this has uh, come up in the question because I, I was doing my horoscopes before this because I have my own, like, cosmic calendar and you get my horoscopes, which, of course, yeah. are just rad. Um, <laughs> but I was just doing them and I was just, like, you know, pondering this similar thing that it's very easy to be caught up in the shiny new person that's come along that's maybe paid for some good marketing, you know, probably using AI now, unfortunately, because that's going to really drive home a big part of astrology because astrology just takes so long to understand for most people that it's just like oh this is going over my head I don't get that I don't get that because they're so cerebral that it's like but how come I don't understand that but it's like when you drop into your body and feel mm. it it's just like nature right mm. like astrology is nature so so it's the same thing there's this pop you know, sensationalized, I'm, you know, I'm a wizard and I'm predicting all of your things, but real astrologers often don't wear crystals, you know, like some of my favorite astrologers, like, are the most dry, they wouldn't have any other sort of spiritual practice, you know, not, not all of them do, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, I, some of them, they're just like these old overweight men drinking coke, like, that's the old astrologers <laughs> that they're reading their text, right? Yeah. It isn't this, like, hi, I'm doing yoga every five minutes and I'm going to read you your astrology. It's like, <laughs> that's just a lie. Like, yeah. 
very easy for society to get caught up in this hype and it's all very superficial it's like Mm. oh yeah my moon's this and oh yeah I'm this I'm this but there's an embodiment practice that comes you know probably only to the people that can hold that you know like I have you know wait lists wait lists all the things booked up for the year all the things but there's going to be people that see me and just go oh I just wanted to know about if I'm going to get money and and if I'm going to meet my soulmate you know like I'm not your person for that like go to a random psychic in a shopping center like that is not me you know like to understand your astrology chart is to understand yourself to understand your soul to understand the cog that you are within the universe Mm. so your own special blueprint of all of the planets where they were when you were born what houses which are the themes of your life from career we can see it all career children sex transformation addiction you know, anytime anything happens, people are like, I wonder why that person did that. I'm like, chart, oh, I wonder what, you know how some people are like like into oils and stuff? And they're yeah. like, there's oil for that, there's an oil for that. And I'm like, pretty much every human behavior you can see in the chart, yeah. whether it's, you know, but it's it's fascinating when you like look at someone like Adolf Hitler and Charlie Chaplin, similar charts, like, and you're like, okay, how does that work? So wow. of course there's environmental things, there's other things that are happening, how people utilize their chart. You know, because, you know, you could have Oprah who went through what she went through to become who she is and and what she did, especially, you know, going back in the 2000s and stuff with her talk show. But what about someone born the same day, the same year, and they're in the gutter, Mm. uh, you know, homeless or whatever? And I'm not saying that one's better than the other. No, no, no. I'm just really comparing chalk and cheese here. The reason is, is because of embodiment, being awakened, being conscious, activating your chart, knowing your chart, um, getting intimate with yourself, getting intimate with the dark parts. Because, you know, if you don't like your chart, you don't like yourself. And that's a hard one because people are like, I don't like this or I don't like this. And I'm like, that means you don't like you. I mean, we've got to, we are like, you know, you know, this Jungian practice of Carl Jung and, you know, it's, it's wholeness. It's not about separating the dark and, you know, and, and actually looking at the monster within because mm. the, 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 the ones that want to bypass the monster and really pretend like they're playing surface. And that's cool. You know what? Often that's in the chart. You know, the people that I know will never come and see me again. I see in their chart before I've even read for them because they're not, they don't want to hear probably what I've got to say, you know, and they don't want to do the work or they don't really want to navigate that. And that's cool. Like it's so not a judgment. Like, we're not all here to be exactly the same, mm. hence hence why we are like, you know, every fingerprint is different, every grain of sand is different. I mean, we are a beautiful cog in the wheel of life and when you understand your chart and know that on a deep, deep level, I just believe it's like a superpower. And because I've been living this way for decades, like I'm just sort of like, it doesn't even have to be that you believe it or you don't believe it. I never, ever feel like I have to prove it. Someone could sit in front of me and just discredit all of it. I'd go, okay, and then I'd walk away. Like, I don't care. Like, believe what you want. Think what you want. I just have not one inkling in my body that needs to convince someone that they should know astrology, like astrology. It, You know, it's going going to, I mean, for me, I've been saying that um, since Uranus entered Taurus, that astrology will become the language of the future. And you know, because we're sort of re-entering this very Atlantic time, you know, for, for those who aren't on board with that, I mean, they're missing something that's very magical and very potent, um, but that's also a part of their life journey, right? Like you just all of a sudden you can just let go of everything when you just go, this is just a part of the blueprint. Mm. Yeah. Hundred percent. There's so many threads that I could follow in that, but there. Are... I've got a pen and paper just in case you ask me things, and I'm like, I need to write some stuff. <laughs> because there, you know, there are like a few things in that, and I remember just from my own interaction with you when you read the chart, you're like, there are a few things that you said, and I know that you read for so many people, so it'll be something that I remember. But you, you were looking at it, and you're like, you've got one of those charts that like I got excited about, but I'm not blowing smoke up your ass because the chart is the chart, you know. And I was just like, oh. Okay, like I'd never, I never realized like that it was like that fix. And you also said that, or like what I took away from that was like, it's the frame, but how you show up in those instances is whether you have a a difficult experience with something or you're able to lean into that and take the wisdom from what that experience is offering us. And that really resonated for me because it's like, again, we can have that 
that it's like that life needs to be rainbow roses and butterflies all the time. That's just not it. It's not like we're here for the full experience of the ups, the downs, the highs, the lows and all the rest of it. But what you're saying as well, like if you have a, a kind of an understanding, you know that these things potentially are coming up or that you can see in retrospect that they have happened and we can better equip ourselves to ride through that. That's what I really love and the way that you explain that. So there was something that you said around Atlantean in there. <laughs> and I know that you've been like kind of riding that wave and letting little bits and pieces drop here and there. But I would love if you're open to it, to shift gears a little bit, to just talk about this year, you know, the astrology of this year, how you see that playing out, like what are, what are the benefits of having a bit of an understanding of the energies that are coming and that are here now, um, knowing as well, like we've entered the age of Aquarius and what you already also touched on with AI, like this whole shift that's coming and the importance even more so, I guess, of us being really clear on ourselves and where we are fitting within these shifts and changes by understanding what you've already said ourselves. But we've also got to understand, I suppose, the collective and where we fit into that. So I'd really yeah. love for you to elaborate if you've got some things there. Yeah, yeah, of course. So so we actually, so we sort of haven't entered the age of Aquarius yet. Like that takes thousands of years. But ultimately the fact that Pluto is in Aquarius for the first time in 250 years, it's going to feel very Aquarian. And here we are speaking, you know, like it's being recorded on the 9th of the 2nd, you know, the eve of the dark moon in Aquarius. You know, we've got Mercury in Aquarius, Pluto in Aquarius, the sun in Aquarius, the moon um in Aquarius um Mars is about to move into Aquarius and Venus is going to move into Aquarius on the 17th of of this month so we're speaking in the Aquarian times and when you know I I feel more pulled to say Atlantis is being reborn as opposed to Aquarian times because Atlantis was very Aquarian Mm -hmm. you know it was very much about science and tech and stuff. You know, it's advanced, you know, and we've got these things here and I am absolutely going to do a masterclass on Atlantis because, you know, we've got an Atlantis asteroid in our chart and we can explore that. Pluto is a big transformer at the moment. If you think about like an electrical thing that transforms all the energy in like a you know in in, in a suburb or something like that that's Pluto at the moment and whatever he's doing in your chart especially if it's a happy aspect um so something that's more free-flowing and easy and you know conducive there's a real reactivation and remembering of Atlantis now if it's a square or an opposition that doesn't mean that you know like everyone's still going to be feeling it like this is a collective thing Atlantis is being reborn and you know when we think about why Atlantis fell because of power and ego and hierarchy and the misuse of information, the misuse of tech, the misuse of magic, it's <laughs> sort of all fucking happening now in humanity, right? Like, you know, we've still got those people that are misusing power. I mean, obviously, that's just corrupt bullshit in the governments and that's been Pluto and Capricorn's journey to sort of take that down. But even in the spiritual industry, you know, people are like, oh, there's, you know, like, this is a time of being discerning and, and uh, you know, I am all about living from the heart. Absolutely. Like, and, and it's more of a, not just like living from the heart, but just feeling in the body. You know, this is Lilith, right? Like when we really connect into our own Lilith, she is a full embodiment of sovereignty and autonomy and, and knowing, like just yeah. knowing, you know, when a doctor might tell you to do something and you're like, no, thanks, mate. No, thanks. And you have the power to say that, (laughs) you know, like this is when you are embodying Lilith. When you say no to someone of authority, right? Like when you, and it's not as a rebellious thing, like an angry Lilith, she's rebellious. You know, she's got this like vendetta and a chip on her shoulder, but that's because she hasn't done the work and she's not healing. And that's okay. There's many, many unhealed Liliths, especially in the spiritual community. But, but, but when we can activate, you know, what, what we're really moving into now is, is the era of air, which is being discerning. <laughs> and as much as, you know, it's a, it, we're, we're sort of like, oh, you know, we're thinking all these thoughts and get out of the head and into the heart, which has been my phrase for 20 years, get out of the head and into the heart. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But I mean, I've still got Mercury and Gemini and I've got a, a heavy air based chart. But the thing is, is that I am nothing without discernment, intelligence, cosmic, uh, I mean, cosmic, yes, cosmic sense. I'll <laughs> 
Okay, common and cosmic sense. Same sense, but just a little bit different. Yes, I'm going to use that. Common sense and cosmic sense. But Mm. but, but because there's an embodiment of trust and deep inner wisdom, you can then let your brain work for what it needs to work for, you know, because of course we know that the brain is the most incredible tool and it's, you know, it's not being used to its full capacity, like all these sorts of things. So, you know, it's really fascinating that we are moving into this era of air and Pluto in Aquarius is inviting like what, you know, the next 2000 years potentially will really, you know, be, mm. um, you know, and, and when there's this sort of like, again, mainstream pop, you know, people who aren't astrologists going, yay, you know, like Aquarius, it's about humanity and the collective whilst yes, Mm. Aquarius is the sign of the collective, but it's it's an eccentric genius. It's it's Einstein. It's it's um you know um the guy who invented electricity, Edison. You know, it's it's these people. Do you think that they're just out like chin wagging all the time and singing kumbaya and you know doing all of those things? No, they're inside in their caves creating their geniuses, but they're doing things that are going to change the world. So we're going to have a lot of that, a lot of individual people doing things to change the world. And I'm not saying, hey, you know, this is not a, you know, there's a lot of stuff going around like, oh, this is the time to be in community and stuff like that. I mean, I don't see too many Aquarians out of their houses. You know what I mean? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm not just trying to like talk about people that I know, but mm-hmm. the Aquarian archetype itself is one that's nearly slightly of solitude, you know, like it is. So this Aquarian age isn't going to be the be-all and end-all that's just going to bring everyone together, unfortunately. It's a fixed air sign, which means fixed, rigid and stubborn in thinking and doing. But, of course, there's this element of genius and innovation and, and you know, it's, it's wild. It's, it's, it's exciting times, of course, mm-hmm. but I think that there is a real misconception around that this is the kumbaya moment that we're in the Aquarian age and everything's going to, like, like that everyone's coming together. It's like, look, I, I always live, you know, so maybe some people are awakening to that. Maybe some people are wanting to see you know, looking at the bigger picture, you know, this is sort of what's the bigger picture here? What are we really, you know, what's ahead? And so to be honest, this 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 Aquarius season here in 2024 is one that's really seeding 20 years, you know, like mm. this new moon on the 10th, you might, you know, you might be seeding your next cycle, but actually what you're really wanting to do and uh, is, is look at the next couple of decades in your life. The world will be different. Everything's changed. Like this is something that is, uncharted terrain for all of us and Mm. even with remembering and magic and knowing and astrology and all these things it's still it's still a mystery so um yeah that's you know that's a little bit about Aquarius you know of course I could talk about a gazillion things for forever but you know Pluto has shifted into Aquarius this year and we're getting a very big stint of that because in 2023 it was just from March to June Mm -hmm. and he only got to zero degrees whereas this year he gets to two degrees but I mean it's interesting because there's this element of acceleration and we can feel it it's buzzy it's hyped and you know some of us are feeling it some of us not aren't but you know it's there's something there but then Pluto's going to dip back into the Capricorn so you know again <clears throat> when Pluto moved into Aquarius there was all these sort of non-astrologers going wow this is all this stuff and it's like yes but you're also forgetting to mention that he's going to sit at the anoretic karmic degree of 29 Capricorn for two months before he moves again back into Aquarius in November. So from September to November, he's retrograde. He's, he's, and so it's sort of just like that last, you know, I always want to say it's not over till the fat lady sings, you know, and it's not, you know, it's just, I have to say it because he's just saying that it's not over yet. You know, yeah. like we haven't, we still haven't skimmed that last little bit of that Capricorn energy and, and, from November, then he is in Aquarius for 20 solid years without moving back. But this year he gets to two degrees. So, you know, um, if you know about astrology or if you're a Taurus or a Leo or an um, or a Aquarius, obviously, and a Scorpio, you know, Pluto is, is going, he's coming for you on some level to transform your life, to rebirth you, to um excavate all that no longer serves you you know he can be ruthless but he is also revolutionary in a very different way to Uranus and so 
you know, especially if you're born those early, like the April Taurus, but really as Taurus season begins, just like Leo season, Aquarius season begins, that Pluto is, he is, he is, you know, he is yours this this year. You know, you're going to, you're going to be feeling that there's going to be a lot of changes and possibly some upheaval, which will all result in, you know, something quite beautiful. I mean, sometimes it's like, are you trying to, what are you trying to save? Like, is what you're trying to save worth saving? And some, one of my, you know, astrology texts that I read um, in some sort of Pluto transit, I can't recall, um, is, you know, it's it's now with Pluto, it's about building your future on the ashes of your past. You know, like that is what Pluto, especially if you're having him personally in your chart. And that's, that's what's important. You know, I'll, I'll go on and I'll talk about a few things that are happening this year. Absolutely. Collectively, that's awesome. We're going to plug into this. It's a really beautiful year. I, I just want to say like 2024 is very different to, you know, 2021, 2022, um, even 2023, of course, because that was a collective seven year, which sort of, you know, floored quite a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but this is your, this is everyone's um, exhale year. You know, you want to, to be honest, probably get your shit together this year. Um, and by that, I don't mean, you know, like, oh, everything has to be perfect. I just mean really take a look at who you are and what you want mm-hmm. because the next couple of years, like we're seeing things we haven't seen in like 165 years. Like we're having planets cross, thres- cross thresholds together, which is like mind-blowing. Like Uranus dips into a um, um, Gemini, you know, Neptune and Saturn dip into Aries. Like we're moving from a very yin receptive time to a very yang dominant time. And just think of how that's going to be for a lot of people's mental health, you know, like already it's feeling accelerated. So the eight is a very stable energy. The collective eight is stable. It's rewarding. If you've done the work, you will be getting the rewards and you will already be seeing them drink on in. Like they are coming in like a tsunami. Mm-hmm. Um, that is what an eight is. It brings power. It brings success. It brings, um, you know, it's great for entrepreneurs, great for businesses, great for money flow, great for abundance, but also the reciprocity in that is that it's it's a year of sharing it's a year of giving you know we can't receive if we're not constantly keeping the the ouroboros moving right like that's what he has to do he has to just <laughs> continually move um so he's never ending and never beginning so if you're only taking you will often you know you you know that will be your karma like this is this is a very very karma year you know um, an eight, it's, it's the infinity sign. Again, it's got no openings. It's, it's again, never ending and never beginning. So it's sort of like what you do now, like oh, all of a sudden in an hour, something is happening from that, you know, like that, that's how yeah. like high energy this year is. So it's actually a super powerful year. And then we move into 2025 and that's a nine and then 2026, which is a one. And just those two years alone, um, will be pretty huge, uh, pretty, pretty huge but this year you know there's some really beautiful things um coming up i'm just referring to notes so i get dates right um gemini's you know jupiter's going to move into gemini for the first time in 12 years this is um again this is a very cerebral again giving us a dose and a taste of the era of air that is coming because we've ultimately had quite a few um so wherever your gemini house is it's actually been really, really activated. So ultimately, what did we have? We had the North Node in Gemini from 2020 to late 2021. We had Mars retrograde in Gemini from October of 2022 to uh, January of 2023. But that was his retrograde. But he actually stayed in that Gemini house for like six months. Um Jupiter's moving into Gemini on the 26th of May this year, right through until the 10th of June, 2025. Mars and Jupiter are coming together. So check out the 14th to the 16th of August, 2024. This is the first time these two have been together in Gemini since 1989. And then Uranus, he moves into Gemini. So again, this is why stability, anchoring into the earth, feed in the dirt, dirt, you know, it's really, you know, a time to make sure that you're grounded and sovereign within yourself because all of this air energy um, 
you know, it, it can be a lot. It's a cerebral overload. You know, this is this is like a hive mind mentality. You know, um, this is very dominant and this is very, um, um, you know, chatty, <laughs> chatty, all, all the talking. <laughs> Lots of, lots of talking will be happening. We, we um, love that. <laughs> yes, yes. As a as podcast host, we absolutely. Yes. Um. Yeah. Yeah. You know, this is like, you know, expansion, wisdom, high speed. You know, it's great for publishing podcasts. You've got to watch misinformation, mental burnout. This is a great time to study, teach, learn, travel. Um, Jupiter in Gemini gives us, you know wisdoms in the everyday that's the cool thing about gemini is that you don't have to bypass doing your dishes hanging your washing out or walking the neighborhood Mm -hmm. to go to a different country to be enlightened you know jupiter and gemini is going to give us the growth within our neighborhood you know and um ultimately it's sort of this multiverse sort of feel and you know, I always just think of Doctor Strange, um, you know, because to me that's just reality. Like if you watch yeah. Doctor Strange, it's just like that's just normal life, my friends. Um, but <laughs> and if you haven't watched it, go watch it. <laughs> exactly. Please watch it. There's like a heap of movies that I could, you know, talk about around that sort of stuff. But, you know, um, Doctor Strange is really potent in that multiverse sort of, you know, quantum field and that's reality. You know, <laughs> that doesn't come yeah. from. You know, just, I mean, I know everyone has an imagination, but where does everything actually come from, right? Like it comes from source. So, <laughs> so it's a very busy time. I just want to say you're going to feel a real shift from the begin- from the first half of 2024 to the second half. So in very different ways, because at the moment Jupiter's in, Gem- um, Jupiter's in Taurus, there's still this real fertile, embodied, like I'm really, you know, the seeds are starting to sprout. I'm feeling this germination. Uh, you, Jupiter's going to make his very rare once in a life, you know, not once in a lifetime, once in, um, I don't have the date of when that last happened. I've got a, I've got a million words in front of me. Um, but he's making his conjunction to Uranus. So, you know, I'm speaking about Uranus. Uranus is, you know, in his last full year of being in Taurus, Jupiter is in Taurus until the 26th of May. So there is, and and we've got some really big alignments um, in this first part of the year. You know, we've got a total solar eclipse on the 9th of April. Um, we've got this Jupiter-Uranus conjunction on the 21st of April. We've got a Mars, uh, a Mercury retrograde in April as well in Aries. You know, that solar eclipse is in Aries, um, exactly conjunct Chiron, the wound. We're getting a lot of I am stuff coming up, like the healing of the ego, the healing of the identity, the healing of the wounds. That's all happening, especially in February as the Chiron and North Node conjunction happens. So the magic of the first part of 2024 is sublime. Like, I do want to say, blink and you'll miss it. How are we already midway through, you know, February? Like, blink and you will miss it because there's this accelerated energy. And once Jupiter moves into Gemini, things shift on a dramatic different level because Jupiter and Taurus and Jupiter and Gemini are like opposites. Taurus, slow, plodding, don't rush me. You know, I just want to experience the pleasures of life. You know, like I, yeah, it's like I'm going to drink my tea slowly. Um, and then Jupiter and Gemini is just like, right, what are all the things that I can do, all the things that I can say? And my big tip with Jupiter and Gemini is the art of self-restraint. You know, I, te- I teach this and I talk about the art of self-restraint a lot with clients and, and groups and stuff because, it's something that like not a lot of people have these days, you know, because they want everything and they want it now. And, you know, we've already seen those new AI goggles come out, Pluto's in Aquarius, you know, like you can't make the timing of this shit up, right? Like it's, 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 it's happening, you know, it's happening. And, and, and that's, that's the truth. It's actually happening. So the art of restraint and discipline will be, uh, you know, a really, powerful thing for you on an individual level and if you are a gemini and and you know you're a gemini right through until sort of mid-june um you know jupiter's going to hit your sun for the first time in 12 years so this is a brand new 12 year beginning cycle for you so again we're thinking big at the moment right like we are thinking big and i think that what's unfolding is initiating us to think a little bit bigger (laughs) you know it is initiating us to think of well what does our future hold um where do we want to end up? Like, do we want, you know, is what we're working towards what we really want to be working towards? Where do we need to 
you know, there's, and, and I really feel that this started for most people in 2020. You know, it was like priorities had to change in 2020 because, you know, everyone that worked full time, everyone that had all of these things going on, losing jobs, all these things, everything that they thought that they were was stripped from them and they had to change their priorities. So if you've been doing the work over the last few years, you know, this time isn't scary, you know, it's exciting. <laughs> and, um, and, but yeah, the Jupiter and Gemini stuff. So yeah, Jupiter and Gemini, totally, you know, for, for all of you, the, all of you Geminis, you, you're getting a, a nice big Jupiter hit and Jupiter is all about, you know, expansion and wisdom and abundance. And he's a great teacher and, you know, he, he, he helps you to grow in your own life and learn your own wisdoms and, um, you know, set up a new, set up some new goals, you know, whilst everyone wants to sort of, I, I, I call it, um, you know, same shit, different moon, because, you know, everyone's like doing the same friggin' rituals every full moon, every new moon. I'm like, well, you're not even <laughs> actually. Not working for you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it's not because they're doing the same. Yeah, exactly thing. right. Is, <laughs> I mean, I just hear people, they say the same thing that they're trying to bring in and then the same thing that they're trying to let go of. So, so that, yeah, that's, that's, you know, it's, it's a waste of time, Millie, because you're not actually doing anything. And if you're not actually tuned into the sign the moon's in, where it's happening in your own chart, is it making aspects in your own chart? And this is where knowing your own chart, the micro, you know, I'm a very Leo North Node person. So I'm all about the micro ripples out to the macro. Yeah. I don't need to be loud and abrasive and try and change everyone and scream on the internet. I don't need to do that. You know, there's way too many people doing it, mostly who probably should be quiet, but some of them because it's actually innately within their chart to do that. Like I see people with these strong charts that are like, hey, we are the rallyers, we are that. And I'm like, fucking high five to you because yeah. I'm my North Node, which is a part of my destiny and purpose, is to go, how are you? You know, like are you contributing or contaminating to the universe? The micro affects the macro because I see far too often people trying to control all of that and they're fucked up. <laughs> you know, like they don't have any sense of strength, um, resilience, sovereignty, because they're just so focused on external. Whereas if you come to the micro and even just basically start with the moons and go, okay, this is my chart. These are the signs. The, the, the new moon is in Aquarius at 20 degrees. Find a good astrologer that's not AI, that's not verbally, you know, don't start following these new accounts that look really good because they're going to be, a computer on the background it's not going to be a human mm. and discernment is key moving forward but find in your own chart where all the signs are and then start to play with that to go hey well actually this new moon was really good because it helped me set up x y and z because of the theme that it's activating for you you know so that micro level is really important to me it's something that i'm quite passionate about because mm. You know, it's like when I'm aligned and when everything's good for me, you know, I, I see people just living in misalignment all the time. And, you know, maybe once a year or something that happens for me where I'm, you know, in a rush and I get the red light or whatever, like that just mm -hmm. doesn't happen to me. And I think I came onto a podcast, uh, one of my podcasts like earlier last year. And I was just like, oh, I don't know how people live like this all the time. Like it happened to me for a few hours today. And I just did. I'm not a fan, <laughs> like, I'm not a fan of being out of alignment, you know, it's not fun. No. Um, yeah, so, you know, getting in alignment with yourself, understanding that micro when it comes to all the, all the things that are unfolding, Jupiter in Taurus, Jupiter in Gemini. I mean, we're going to see two very big energetic shifts of this year, um, considering we've got these magical alignments happening in the first half and then Jupiter sort of going to whiz through. I mean, Jupiter moves from zero all the way through to like 21 degrees of Gemini so he is speeding like that speedy Gonzalez let me give you the hot tip sometimes he might only get to like 10 degrees or something but he's going to 21 degrees you know he's flying through um Gemini so sort of this this year is sort of very accelerated lots is bubbling up for us to um to participate in you know and yeah, I mean, I feel like I've been rambling this whole time and if you no. have any other, like, questions. <laughs> no, 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 this is perfect. Things, sure this is what I love. I just drop okay. one little thing in and I'm just like, <laughs> here we go. And it's like, mm -hmm. there's very little that needs to be steered or gotten out of you. It's like, great. Okay, um, no, yeah. no, but there was something that's just still sitting in my periphery, like from having heard that and probably because it's something that I've been feeling too, but like that discipline aspect. And mm -hmm. I also feel like just in, I guess, again, just kind of, re 
shaping that and that's why a lot of these conversations come up like with the spiritual kind of world that has unfolded in the way that it has it's like we also are adverse to actually getting like to actually doing that to actually doing the hard yards like it doesn't mean force burn yourself out or anything like that but discipline is something that I feel sometimes still gets like it gets dismissed now nobody really like wants to lean into it um because it's like oh that's hard work or that's work yeah we actually do need to put in the work and I just feel that everything that you've been saying as well like for the second half of the year that's just something that's sitting there so I just wanted to re-drop that in for anybody listening like perhaps even exploring our relationship to discipline, you know, and what does that actually bring up in us? Because, yeah, I feel also just, and again, perhaps because of the space that I've been playing in, like with the feminine principles coming more to the foreplay and that whole conversation around masculine and feminine, da-da-da-da, it's like women still also need discipline. It's like, yeah, you can go run around in your sundress in the meadow and that's beautiful, but it's also like not, the necessarily the full reality for a lot of us so it's like we have to find our relationship in that and that's just something that's been sitting there so I just wanted to kind of bring that up um as you were talking like it just was quite relentless actually <laughs> so I don't know who needed to do that well yeah no and it's very interesting because I've been talking about discipline a lot um yeah. and I'm just about to record my podcast after I finish here with you my weekly yeah. podcast and I've already got my notes for that and discipline is a part of the conversation. And it's purely because, um, again, it's been a word that is feared because discipline feels like you're a bad, bad person. And if you don't do this, you're wrong. Like discipline feels like authority. And mm. really the word discipline comes from disciple. And disciple is to be devoted to a practice. So instead of seeing discipline as this thing that is like this edgy authority. I'm bad. I'm not doing the right thing. I'm going to get in trouble. Um, I have to do this. I have to do this. Oh, my God, this is this discipline. It's like become the disciple of your devotion, you know, and it's just like that's sort of what I've lent into this year. Like I've done a lot of big changes in my life this year already, and it is because I've become the disciple of my devotion instead of, again, yeah, me even rearranging that word discipline which can feel edgy and harsh and 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 again like the stern father and you know a lot of a lot of females might actually have um issues with men which is fair mm. enough because that's that's systemic that's probably mm. not going to go away then they're going to have issues with their father then they're going to have issues with authority maybe grandfathers have done things you know we, we see this so the word discipline just automatically puts that Mm. especially for a woman whereas for a guy you see guys if i can like you know they easily move into discipline like we just do the thing and i'm just like oh my god like i can't i'm crumbling over here you know um <laughs> i'm so yeah. lazy i've got a stellium in taurus i just want to like <laughs> drink wine and you know like what time um you know so the thing is is that yeah i, I really really have been practicing that so I love that you did it and then I'll come back to it because it's it's a thing and it's literally what I'm going to be you know I'll be touching on in in my own podcast too because I think it's an important an important attribute to start plugging into especially as these times accelerate that's that that's where the key is because there is a level of restraint when you are being disciplined um to something disciplined to a practice or whatever that is for you um because if you're not like it's 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 going to be wild like it will it will floor a lot of people yeah and it's also yeah. like would you say like that actualization of bringing tangible things into play like let's say like more of an air kind of you know it's very as you said cerebral very thinking very you know spacious like to ground change into a reality we actually need to take the action we need that consistency we need to show up so to me it's almost like by practicing that, the things that are required for the level of change in the next two decades are going to come from us being able to consistently do that because it's not just like we do it once and it's done. It's mm -hmm. the repeti repetition, the consistency, the keep showing up. Like that is what discipline ultimately gives us as well. And I guess that like, again, change and what you were alluding to at the very earlier part of this conversation with everybody gets so excited by it. It's like, well, this new energy, da, da, da. yeah, but we still need to ground it in through actual physical human beings, which is yeah. us. And how do exactly. we do that? It's the action that we're taking, yeah? Ooh, so, yeah. yeah, I just felt like that was a really nice kind of way in and you've touched a little bit on the numerology and that sort of thing, but I'd love to hear your perspective, if you would, on the Year of the Dragon and how mm. that kind of, 
engages with all of this, uh, all of these different types of interpretations of what you've shared so far, but like, where does the dragon energy sit in that? What does that actually mean for somebody that might not know or yeah, have heard that before? And yeah, could you touch a bit on that? Mm, of course. Um, so I just want to like say I'm not a Chinese astrologer, like that's not like my specialty. I also just want to like also sort of point people to my 2024 panel purely because it's free, it's on YouTube and I've got a whole hour there where I do actually have a Chinese astrologer talking about the year of the dragon and I'm going to give you the hot tip. It's quite different to what I have channeled in my 2024 kit. Um, and it's only because she's a Chinese astrologer. So she's bringing in all these different elements of what elements missing and the lack and all the things because that's, that's her specialty, right? So yeah. I just want to first and forth. Yeah, no, amazing. Yeah, we love so, that. yeah, you'll love it. Renee Longworth is amazing. She's so good at this. I have her on my, my, my panels every year to, to unpack, uh, the Chinese astrology. For me, I, you know, it's, it's, it's an initiation to work with the dragon. And what I've realized is the dragon will come to you when she or he, whatever your dragon is, is ready to work with you. And it's not something that I've worked with. You know, I haven't done the whole dragon medicine before. You know, I've got friends with dragons all tattooed onto them. I've got all the things <laughs> like they got the dragon incense with the smoke coming out. I mean, I'm just not into that sort of stuff, you know. Yeah. So, and it's not that I'm not into myth, but, um, you know, I'm literally working with Pegasus this year. So, you know, Pegasus is really strong because I'm working with Medusa really strongly this year. So, so it's not about that. It's just that the dragon hasn't been present for me, right? And so when I started channeling my 2024 kit, all of a sudden the dragon come up and she was there. And I was like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> this is powerful. So for me, I really channeled that from, of course, a little bit of basic Chinese astrology where it is, you know, we think of the the, the dragon as magnanimous, you know, it's lucky. It's, you know, it's a symbol of auspiciousness, you know, it really that's, that's, that's what I feel with the dragon energy. And so, um, yeah, you know, for me, it, there's this real connection to magic, you know, and again, the magic being here. Um, and I, I, found, I find it really interesting that we're in the year of the dragon when the North Node is in Aries and Aries is fire and the dragon, you know, and, and the dragon with, with the North Node and the South Node, Rahu and Ketu, it is the dragon. Like this is the dragon. The north and the south node are the dragon. The dragon's head is the north node and the dragon's tail is the south node. Mm -hmm. So this year in particular, the eclipses are going to be very activated, very heightened because the dragon's going to be riding that friggin' timeline, my friends. Like, you know, we're going to have sky dragons. Of course, dragons live in caves and underwater. Uh, dragons can help with the weather. You know, we can call on them, but they come. You know, I can feel my side getting very, very hot here. And she's strong and she's powerful. It's not something that I am usually, like I don't usually, even my face is getting red. I don't usually work with dragon medicine, but she's come to me and it's been this unbelievable initiation. It's very similar to when I first seen my panther, my one of my spirit animals walk into a hall where I was holding something. She just walked in and I was like, there's a panther in the hall. It's okay. Don't even get scared. She's not going to attack me. She's and she's standing <laughs> by my side. So it was very similar to that. So, but so so astrologically, I I love the connection because of course you know this dragon. I feel like it's wealth and luck and wisdom and you know there's there's something that just feels good about the dragon. You know, it's like remembering our magic, remembering our power, right? Which aligns to the eight. But the North Node being in Aries, which is where we're heading, so it's like Athena, the swords, fire, cardinal fire, like, you know, dismantling identity wounds, like moving forward, carving your new path, which is unique to you, as unique as your own astrology chart is. And then the South Node is the dragon's tail. So we're not cutting off the dragon's tail. The South Node is our karma and our path. So in the dragon's tail, which is our South Node, and collectively the South Node in Libra right now, so we've got this relationship axis going on with Aries and Libra. Aries is we. Aries is me. Libra is we. Aries want is self. Libra is others. You know, like this is this is the relationship axis. Yeah. And so the South Node, which is the dragon's tail, is around you know letting go of uh, the need to please people or the need to show up how you think that you need to in front of other people. Like it's. You know, I, I say to people, if you don't disappoint people, you're lying. <laughs> you know, like, you know, the, you know, even my, my, my very little 17 year old daughter, my middle daughter, she's just like, oh, 
nice people are annoying and she's like it's just yeah, so that's fake. my daughter that's my daughter yeah. Yeah, she's like, she's just so, they're just so fake you know we're, we're not we're not condoning being an absolute fucking asshole no, no, at the no. same time like we still all have monsters within us right so, yeah. so here we are riding this dragon in the eclipse we won't have this again for 12 more years think about 12 years ago it was 2012 like that was a very important spiritual year it was a very you know the end of the mayan calendar that 26,000 year cycle like there was some magic brewing that year if you remember back 12 years ago um and of course there's other things that come with that you know my chinese astrologer talks about the war continuing and, and all of those things and i think that that makes sense you know i think a dragon you know she herself can hold the energy of war but also protection and, and let's yeah. all hope that there is a ceasefire I mean only we can only say ceasefire so many times but I'm sure that it's in everyone's prayers every single day I know it is for me and my family but um mm. you know the, riding this 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 ecliptic dragon this year too really amplifies these eclipses so whilst I always say eclipses are like you know fucking wild you know like just wild a wild ride um, this year they're going to be extra because it's it's encompassing that dragon medicine and that dragon energy and you know out of the head of the dragon which is the north node she breathes fire and we've got this fire north node really you know really sending us to burn down you know cast away transform and rebirth which is what fire energy does and fire the element itself that's what it does right it burns so that it can regenerate right but it can hurt you know a burn hurts <laughs> you know you get too close to the sun and you know that's not a good time you get too close to fire and it's not a good time but there is something mystical and magical about fire and that's what I'm loving about this north node in Aries the dragon um head that you know this like let's let's ride this dragon and you know use these abilities of being kind and thinking about others and cooperation, which is Libra. Like, absolutely, we want to be those things. But then, you know, take hold of our own identities and lives and not be caught up in sort of the facade. You know, the Libra archetype can be very, you know, it is, it's very facade people-pleasing, like not wanting to you rock the boat, you know. It's just like rock the fucking boat, you know, like be who you are. And that's what I sort of love about this sort of, you know, that's what I love about, you know, uh, this dragon year, um, you know, coming from that that pesky little rabbit. So <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it was okay. Polar, even just how they look. <laughs> exactly. You know? um, but oh, it one more little quick thing, and then I will. But I just want to say, like, the dragon is so beautiful. But the reason the rabbit is before the dragon is because the dragon helped the rabbit. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so obviously there's 12 animals and, and all of them have a story of how they got to be in the number that they are. And yeah. that's why the rabbit is before the dragon. Well, so the dragon, and that's, and that's, and I love that because dragon medicine is very helpful. I want to say it's very, very helpful, um, medicine that we, that, that we can, we, and that's why I think calling on your dragon ally and they will come if they're meant to come, you know, if not, you can do other things, you know, you can, you know, work with other, you know, plants or, um crystals or things like that but you know the dragon will only come like I'm 42 and I know people who have been working with dragons for 20 years but you know when we're trying to be or evoke something that we aren't it doesn't work yeah. you know so I don't need to pretend oh yeah my dragon I've been working with my dragon for 10 years I mean that's just a lie like literally yeah. my dragon came to me when I was channeling stuff around the energy of the dragon like didn't yeah. even come to me 12 years ago you know I wasn't even where I am now 12 years ago so it just wasn't time for me it's just yeah. like Record keeper crystals. It's just like stuff in your own astrology chart. Like I said to you, like some charts are just like, oh, just like some people are like, oh, and then yeah. other people, are you value and of worth and amazing and unique and awesome? Yes. Yeah. But there's a different energy. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, like not everyone has the same energy, right? Yeah. And that's with purpose and reason. And I feel like a lot of what's been spoken of is just the, you know, like underlying theme and tone in that is just the remembrance of the fact that we all have our unique role to play. And it's like everything that you've touched on and spoken on is about bringing us back to that so that we know where we fit in the greater tapestry of the whole. Because if we are doing what somebody else is doing because we think it is the right thing to be doing because it looks good for them, but then we're missing the whole point of what we're here to contribute. And, you know, um, consideration was something that the word kept just coming up before, like consideration. And I 
consideration for self but consideration for others as well like perhaps just with like this conversation and what you were saying about the south node and north node and all that like those two different types of energies like just holding that as well I feel and you actually made mention of that very specifically earlier when you were like when you when people try to get you to convince them that astrology is a good thing you're kind of just like I don't I don't whatever like if you don't like it you don't like it that's cool but it's the consideration of other people's journeys um and it our tolerance level I don't know I feel like maybe just because of the last few years a lot of people do or they have been like we've been through a lot the tolerance might not be there as strongly um so I guess I just I just wanted to put that in there that's not anything specific to a question or um you know anything that you specifically said but I just wanted to plant that oh, no. um yeah because I do feel like again like that macro shift that we're all having to go through is part of how we're showing up in our day-to-day -day lives and we're all journeying we're all going through things like you know just that simple understanding and like actually living that in our lives and it's not something I nail all of the time but I do my very best to come back to that and to be like yeah, I don't know your story. I don't know specifically what you're going through. And if me being a little bit kinder to you can have an impact, then that's amazing. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to say that. But I guess, like, coming to the tail end of this conversation, and I could keep talking to you for hours because it's <laughs> I'm more, like listening, more like listening. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, what would you say in um, kind of a closing point? And then I would love to just chat a little bit about where people can find you, what you've got coming up, what's on offer, all that sort of stuff. But, yeah, in closing, just as of this year, as of, like, what you would encourage people to kind of um, – yeah, keep in mind for themselves and anything that's still on your heart and mind, I would love for you to share. Mm, mm. Oh, it's been so beautiful. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> it's been a gorgeous conversation. Um, You know, look, I obviously covered a fair amount of what I think everyone should do when I was talking yeah. about, you know, restraint and discipline and, and you know, getting grounded and anchored and, and you know, getting, you know, I love that meme that has been circulating for quite some time now, I reckon at least five or six years. It's just like energies are going to be wild forever, you know, crazy forever. So just get your shit together and live happily ever after. You know, it's sort of, it's yes, sort of like, yes, it's sort of like that. It's just like nothing out there is going to stop. Um, and it's not, you know, if, if you're still in this sort of fallacy of, oh, back to normal or when things calm down or when this happens, you will notice every time, even when you start something, something will happen to test your discipline, to test that mental capacity, to push you to that new edge to go, are you ready to level up? Are you ready to embrace this new future? Are you going to take that next step or are you going to stay comfortable? And I think that for all of us to, you know, it's it's like the 2020s, um, which I've been speaking into before the 20s, obviously. Um, you know, this is like me and my husband spoke about it for like two hours at the, the table the other day. Um, we just had this huge in-depth conversation about like these changes and, you know, biohacking and all these sorts of things. And just like, he's like, you know, what we are all going through will be spoken about in history. Like mm -hmm. that's the thing, like what we are going through. And not everyone can say that, you know. So we're actually in a revolution. We are in it. And it takes time, you know. It's sort of like um, Rome wasn't built in a day stuff. I mean, when we think about 2020 and the conjunctions that happened in astrology, which was the Saturn, Pluto, you know, all the, all the you know, in Capricorn, which hadn't happened for 500 years, it's like, what happened then? Oh, the Renaissance, you know, that was a time of the dark ages falling. And so it didn't just all of a sudden stop. Like that all happened in January, but the whole world shut down in March. So it's like things have this way of rippling. And I think in the eight year, I do want to definitely say like, you will reap everything that you sow. And that's very hard for people to hear because people don't deserve bad things. And I'm certainly not saying you deserve X, Y, and Z. Like, please don't like, you know, jump on that bandwagon because that's not where my heart is coming from. Mm -hmm. I'm talking on a on a much bigger scale than that, to be honest. So if you've, you know, if you've done certain work and seeding things, especially since 2017, which is when this new cycle of numerology began, you're going to start to get the fruition because what I'm meaning from, you know, you reap what you sow is 
and, and this karmic loop that's happening this year is that, you know, often when people are in a personal eight year, you know, that is a year of, again, you reap what you sow. And they're like, oh, I had a really shit year. And I'm like, well, what did you sow? Like, what did you tend? Like, it actually is your responsibility. Like, you're you're the creator. You are responsible for your own life. So there is that sort of karmic um that karmic thread that's really woven into absolutely everything this year. So I would be very mindful of, you know, the energy that you're projecting and what what, what you're doing with, uh, you know, with everything this year, especially. Um, but yeah, this is a ripple effect. You know, we are in the transition. The 2020s is the transition. The 2020s is when you buy new shoes and you don't want to wear them because they're uncomfortable. Mm. You know, so we've got, we've got 10 years of that realistically, you know, like we've got 10 years of, having to pivot and move and change and grow and discipline and then fall back and all the things. So also be kind to yourself. Like don't be, yes, be kind to others. I mean, that's something that's really come up for me the last, you know, year year as well. Not that I'm one of those angry people that get around the world, but I just noticed other things like just being much more patient and, you know, like just in the post office and someone's, you know, yes. bitching and whinging and you're just like, okay, like there's no point in you bitching and whinging at them. Like you you know, these people are really kind and, yeah. you know, and then they try and talk to you about something. And I'm like, actually, I've never had a problem. So, yeah. you know, like, <laughs> so where's the common denominator in that, my friend? Like, it's not, you know, it's like, you know, it's just like the person who, like, hates that restaurant or something. And I'm like, oh, my God, they give me free wine. Like, what the hell? <laughs> like, what's happening here? Uh, you know, I think the biggest thing is that we're our own common denominator in our own lives. But, yeah, we're, we're in a transition. So we're all in uncharted terrain. We're all in a place that will be in the history books for, you know, few years to come or history chips, whatever's going to be happening because um, it probably won't even be booked. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I just realized, well, yes, yes, there's history also that. Chips. Very yeah, likely. Yeah. Not the history potato chips would be better. No, 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 history. like the chips that we just plug on in. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, that's what's going to happen. I mean, yeah. Um, yeah. So I, I think that, yeah, just being very mindful this year, really, again, use this exhale year. Try, like, yeah. you know, when people go, oh, I just wish I had have known what that year said. And I'm like, I wrote a 200 page book about it. Not that I'm saying that you need to get the book off me and not that I'm saying that it's, I'm the answer, but I'm just saying that there are people out there doing the work, you know, like they're, they're wanting people like you, people like me, people, other people. It's not just astrology, but there are people there ushering in the great change because we've already been doing, like we've already, you know, everyone who's in like the collectives in a, in a dark night of the soul, us who have already done that, we're not, you know, and we are the minority and that's why we are here to usher the change. So look for human beings that you know that you have maybe connected with physically, follow them and hopefully they're not using AI and hopefully they're only sharing from their experience in their heart and their mind or whatever. Be discerning, be very discerning with who you follow, who you give money to, you know, all of those sorts of things. It's a, it's a time of discernment and yeah, really just stay anchored into your own truth. You know, come back to yourself this year, use this energy to, you know, reintroduce yourself to your own magic, you know, like that's what you want to do. Ride the dragon and, and do some rituals and spend time on, on the earth and strip back to simplicity. You know, that's, that's where the magic lies is, is the simplicity. If you're overcomplicating things, that's ego and simplicity is God. So Really, this is the year to do that. Mm, simplicity is God. Like, mm. if you couldn't finish on anything more perfect than that, <laughs> I mean, like, that's it. That's it. I'm not even going to add anything further to that. I want people to really just stay with that and, yeah, let that be something you anchor back into just in day-to-day life. But thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate everything that you've shared. You might need to listen to this more than once because there was plenty to digest and circle back to and, you know, yeah, I just really appreciate the way that you show up and the things that you consistently share and the way that you show up as well um, because it's a breath of fresh air to see that level of authenticity. Um, and just in close, like if people want to find you or work with you, like what are your options? You touched a little bit that you may be doing an Atlantean workshop. Like what mm-hmm. do you have coming up? Where can people find you? All of that good stuff. All of the good stuff. Well, you know, ultimately the best thing to do is, I know it sounds weird, but go and join my website. So you actually sign up 
and have an account because the website is sort of like an app. It's just the Wix website. It's just the way that they're set up now. Yeah. Um, and I've got a heap of masterclasses, you know, already with the Aries and uh, Aries and Libra. Like if you've got strong Aries and Libra signatures in your chart, like I've got a full like two hour workshop on that that you can replay and watch. I do lots of masterclasses during the year. So keep an eye on those. Um, sign up to my email um, and yeah the Atlantis workshop I'm just sort of navigating um, the, the time that I want to do it I, I need to do it in Pisces season that's that's something that I know yeah um, because we need to be in with the water and I found some dates where Mercury is not in Pisces so that just works really well Mercury would have moved into Aries but I've got this big stellium in Pisces so I'm thinking that I will, again, pop that on my website soon, that masterclass around Atlantis, which will be, you know, heavily astrology-based, but also, of course, Atlantean, you know, we're going to be touching on the magic of Atlantis um, yeah. and where that shows up for you in your chart when it comes to the Atlantis asteroid, where, it, you know, the Pluto stuff that's going on for you at the moment, Neptune, because Neptune's moving into Aries. So, we're, you know, yeah, the whole Poseidon thing is just wild. So I've got some really magic to share there you know my usual master classes of course I've got my own podcast Tiani Talks Astrology every pretty much every week occasionally there's a week that I might not show up but pretty much every week and um yeah that's that's sort of it like my one-on-ones like I've just I was just on another really popular podcast and yeah my year's pretty much booked up but the best thing to do for one-on-one readings the best thing to do though is um yeah send me an email through my website and um my 2025 um, annual overviews will be coming and they book out really quickly, but I'm actually dedicating like five months to them. So, um, you know, if you don't see me for a one-on-one, it's good to get into that because, yeah, I pretty much pre-record your whole 2025 for you. That's all about your astrology, your numerology, your liquid crystals, all the things that you want to be looking out for. So it's all personal for you. They're pretty cool. They're like, yeah, they're like my favorite thing to do. So, um, yeah, I've decided to sort of take a whole season to do those as opposed yep. to just like six weeks, you know, like I'd yep. only do them for sort of four to six weeks. And now I'm just like, okay, I have way too many people who want this. So I'm doing yep. them for a full, full season. So that's sort of all my little bits and bobs. But um, Amazing. Yeah. Well, I will note to all of that so that people can find it. Um, and yeah, as I said, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful sort of, natural authentic embodied flow talking to you so i really appreciate it thank you it's been my honor (laughs) thank you so much for listening in on another episode of together we rise the podcast i am so incredibly grateful for those of you that tune in and If you enjoyed what you heard today, if you got value out of it, I would be so appreciative if you would hit like, subscribe and share um, and even rate the show because that just helps get it out. It helps get it into more spaces and places and yeah, we can't do it without you. So as the podcast says, together we rise and my gratitude and appreciation for you.